Hi, my name is James Ramos. I am a licensed general contractor at Ramos Design Build. While my core business and expertise is construction and development, I own several businesses in two other arenas, real estate, including sales, finance, and insurance, and construction product companies like cabinetry, flooring, and interior design firm that creates jaw-dropping impressions when someone walks through the door. These three areas allow me to be a better builder and solely focused on luxury homes valued at over $1 million. We service every facet along the residential home journey. Buy, sell, design, build, finance, furnish, and maintain. I have won 10 National Aurora Awards for standout kitchen and bath design and build projects. And the Ramos family name is synonymous with thousands of successful residential and commercial construction projects in the Southeast United States since 1956. Let Ramos Design Build help you with the home of your dreams today. Call 813-259-1111 or go to ramosdesignbuild.com. Let me help you make your dream a reality. The real estate market is open. Ramos Design Build is Tampa Bay's premier construction company. This is a program where the real estate experts are live. Whether buying, selling, building, or designing, Ramos has the answers. Now, here's the area's best resource for all things real estate, James Ramos. Welcome to the Move With Me radio show. This is James Ramos. I'm here with David Capisi. David, how you doing, David? Great. David is the CEO of SparkZoo. It is an ad agency, a digital marketing agency based in Florida. You guys are based in Harbor Island. Yep, right over here in Tampa. Um, fantastic. How do you like Tampa? Love Tampa. So lucky to have moved here in 2010. Yeah, tell us the story. What what made you come to Tampa? Yep. So I was up in New York for 10 years, living the life in, in Manhattan. And my better half and I were uh, thinking about you know where we might uh, take our lives next. And so we made a list of 10 places that we might relocate to. We only had nine on the list. So we thought we should put someplace sunny in Florida on the list where we could have a great vacation. So we picked Tampa because we hadn't been here before. And we could also see the Phillies in spring training. And lo and behold, a year later, Tampa had risen from top 10 to top five, top three. Uh, and How long did it take you to, uh, to decide? Yeah, about a year. Oh, wow. So, and what was the number one choice? Uh, so Tampa was number one at the end, and we here in Tampa beat out uh, Charlotte and San Diego. Oh, nice. Very cool. A lot of people have told me that San Diego is an option. Yeah, you know, I've heard a number of people, a number of business people that have moved to Tampa and they look at San Diego as well for a number of reasons. Yeah, you know, it's a great city. Similar and client. And similar on the West Coast. Yeah, very cool. So Spark Zoo, it's it's um interesting name. So it sounds like it's Spark and then it's with a Z, but it's with an X. So it's S-P-A-R-K-X-O-O. So how'd you come up with that? Yep. Yeah, so Spark Zoo comes from two words, Spark plus Zoo. And it means to energize and inspire a diverse community of amazing talent. And really why we picked the name is because we want it to be different. We want it to stand out and really wanted our name to reflect that. So you, you guys are pretty different. I mean, I know there's a lot of digital marketing agencies that folks have heard about. Um, you see, you probably get a lot of ads, whether it's on Facebook or LinkedIn. But so we were talking a little bit before, uh, you guys do some fantastic things from you know, from the actual business that you're in to your office space. But let's just talk about some of the things that you particularly do helping entrepreneurs and, and just regular business folk. Yeah, great. So as you know, digital marketing is so important today. Uh, really, the first thing that everybody does when they think about a brand, a person, a company is they check online. They check on their mobile phone. Uh, and so whether they look at a website or whether they look at Facebook, LinkedIn, you know, digital is, is first today. So what we do is help companies build their digital presence. And then from there, we 
operate really advanced campaigns so that we can hyper-target the right prospective customers and uh, carry the conversation forward uh, in a way that is compelling and relevant. So, you know, today when you ask people, as you know, we, we have the, the Remaxes, there's over quite a bit of quite a few agents in the, in the brokerage is over a hundred, but you know, they're all independent contractors. So there's, they're like, you know, a bunch of businesses yeah. you know, within, within a business. So, you know, many of them have different budgets. Of course they do different business. They spend, you know, some spend more time than others and, you know, just like a typical business. And, um, many of them do this, you know, they try to tackle this digital marketing themselves. Yeah. Some of them are very good at it. Some of them are not that good at it. And some of them, you know, which I like to see is the the, the, the folks who really do well. I mean, they've been in the industry for 20 plus years and they don't see really the need for it. It's hard to kind of, you know, get that steering wheel and put it on the other side of the car, you know, if you will, because they're used to doing their things. You know, maybe they send out thousands of letters a month. I mean, that works for them and they're going to yep. keep on doing it. So what is your advice, you know, from a standpoint of, you know, specifically to the real estate trade, you know, how do you... You leverage the digital marketing side to really put yourself out, you know, above the rest. Yeah. So, so I'll start with the basics and then we can go on to more advanced. So the basics are that, uh, you know, for an individual, for a potential influencer or leader, um, people are going to look you up online, either through LinkedIn or Facebook. And even if people aren't looking for you, you can still stand out to them uh, through uh, LinkedIn, Facebook. And so you want to have those profiles be relevant. Uh, You also want to build up your relationships. And then you want to tell stories that are interesting so that, uh, you know, you're engaging others. Um, So, you know, really trying to, um, you know, make it compelling both through the stories as well as uh, through visuals if you can. Uh, Obviously on Instagram, you know, photography and even short videos are are amazing. So, um, you know, thinking about how to craft your brand and and your story um, so that you're standing out. And then if you're more advanced or have, you know, budget to work with, then you can uh, target getting that message out. Uh, And so LinkedIn, uh, you're able to target in so many ways. So you can target uh, by the profession or title of somebody that you're looking for by, um, you know, and through Facebook, through household income, uh, obviously geography, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, you can make the dollars go really far if you're uh, honing in on the targeting to, to the right people. Yeah, for sure. Um, so different, you know, and, and, and the basic questions are like, you know, on my Facebook page, should I, you know, the first one is, is should I create a business page or should I just do keep my you know, my personal page. And then the next one is, is, you know, should I, what's the percentage of mix from a business, you know, postings to personal postings, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, you know, it'll get down to the nitty gritty. And when I say business postings, it could be a picture of you and the folks or pictures of folks that you, you know, just closed on a house. And then the next one could be a posting of their dog or their baby eating or something, you know? So what's that perfect mix? And, you know, I don't think there's a right answer. I mean, I don't, David, what do you think? Yeah, so I, how I would think about this is what is what brand are you leading with? So are you leading with your self brand or your company brand? And so the larger that your company aspirations are, the more it's great to lead with the company brand so that you can get that company brand established more and more. And the more that you're trying to build up your own personal influence, then of course the more you should focus on yourself and, and building up yourself as an influencer. Uh, and then in terms of 
what goes where. So obviously the more personal it is and the more fun or out of work probably works better on your personal page versus the company page. It might be, you know, make more sense to have a little bit more of the professional tie-in. So really thinking about purpose and, and the tone you're taking as well. Yeah. And it's also the channel too. I mean, like on LinkedIn, you're, you probably shouldn't put pictures of of your kids and <laughs> and your dog running around and jumping through hoops and things versus, you know, Facebook's quite interesting because it's, there's no real, you know, spot for Facebook. It's like everybody's on Facebook mm -hmm. um, and the folks who, you know, are still on Facebook, they may not monitor it as much, but, you know, it just seems like everybody's on Facebook. I mean, we're even using just the, the private shared, you know, Facebook, you know, teams, which was the previous years ago, the intranet, you know, oh, your company has an intranet and we're going to communicate this out of the other shoot, you could just do a private group in Facebook and everybody has access. It's the compliance is like literally like 99% and it works out great. But what's interesting though, is like Facebook, there's no real right way, you know, whether it's all business or all personal, a mix of each other. Um, but it's interesting, but you know, people will say, Hey, I've seen you, I, you know, I like your videos and stuff like that. And then you go back to the link or the posting that you did and they never liked it. So it's one of those things where, you know, people see it, but yet they don't click like because maybe it's a vote for, you know, it's annoying because there's business on Facebook or something, you know, but it's, it's really intriguing. Yeah. And people definitely remember it through the feed. And that's a, a great way to have top of mind awareness and stay relevant. Um, adding to what you're saying, I would also suggest the Instagram platform, especially in something like right. real estate. There's some beautiful homes and, uh, you know, whether it be the inside or outside or, um, you know, also uh, some really great experience and moments that you can capture via, via photography and video. And also Instagram, of course, skews a little bit younger. So if you are looking for that, uh, in this case, younger home buyer, the millennial home buyer, that is probably more untapped today compared to something like Facebook or LinkedIn. Yeah. So we've mentioned Facebook, LinkedIn, you just mentioned Instagram. What do you say about Twitter? Twitter is uh, an interesting one. So uh, Twitter has carved out an area where it is most effective, which is mostly in B2B space, thought leadership space, great around events, um, great around uh, press and PR and, mm -hmm. uh, and influencers. Uh, and so it definitely can play that role. I would say in general in our work, we find that uh, LinkedIn and, and Facebook tend to take you farther. So for for Twitter, what we do is really just think about uh, the very specific goals that we're trying to reach. And again, the ones I listed, and, and I'll just highlight again, events do really well on Twitter. Like, like, for example, I mean, I know that when you're an influencer, you have a reason, you know, there's going to be a lot of people following you, i.e. the president mm -hmm. and a lot of folks, you know, in L.A. and Hollywood and things. So it's, it's just interesting where there, there's not really, it's like, oh, I was eating today and I saw this and saw that. And it's just so intriguing to me because there's like, you know, they, they don't get that many likes, but their audience is enormous, you know, and you just wonder like, how is this channel going to fit for me? Yeah, it is enormous. And we're, and again, when you're at conferences or, you know, uh, things that are real time, there is some, some good traction on Twitter. But to your point, there's just more engagement and it feels more human and more personal on Facebook and Instagram right. in particular. And then, of course, LinkedIn has the benefit of having that professionalism where through LinkedIn, you sort of get that halo of, you know, being maybe a step ahead of the others and, you know, being more um, sophisticated. Well, awesome. We're going to take a small break here with David Capisi. He's the CEO of SparkZoo. 
They're located in Harbor Island, which is an incredible island in Tampa, Florida. It's surrounded by Tampa Bay. And uh, my name is James Ramos. I'm here with the Move With Me radio show. You can follow me at jamesramos.com or on Twitter at JRTPA. We'll be back after a few messages. We're back here with David Capisi. He's with Spark Zoo. They're, it's a digital marketing agency located in Tampa, Florida. Well, welcome. I appreciate David being here. Um, there's a lot of relevant subjects. A lot of the folks that you know that we talk to here are all around whether it's you know helping. It's all around real estate, but it's buy, sell, design, build, finance, insure, furnish, and we also talk to folks who help maintain homes. But in the same scope, there's a lot of professionals. It's it's a multi-billion-dollar industry, um, typically in in every state, but there's a lot of professionals that fuel and help all these entrepreneurs, if you will, to, you know, communicate and differentiate themselves among the rest. Cause there's, there's, you know, quite a bit of folks that are dealing in this arena. Um, so some of the things that, um, that you do, David, um, you help people differentiate themselves. So tell us, you know, specifically in your firm, how are you differentiating your, um, digital marketing, integrated digital marketing from the rest? Great question. So when we started the agency in 2010, we were a little ahead of the curve as a digital agency. So back then, uh, the fact that we could reliably build websites, the fact that we could, um, that we had great design, um, that we had content, social capabilities, in a way that was differentiating because we had uh, more of that focus on uh, digital than others. But today, Everybody does digital, so the market's a lot more crowded, and we've had to up-level our capabilities and, and up-level how we work so that we truly are differentiated. Uh, so I think that in addition to just having the capabilities, what uh, really differentiates us is two things. One is that we take a consultative, goals-oriented approach. Uh, so a lot of times, uh, you know, prospective uh, clients will come to us and ask us to do X, and we'll step back and ask the question why, because a lot of times the um, the requested you know initiative might not actually make sense when you think about right. the overall goal. So we will uh, have um, the high level and, and smart conversation to make sure what we're going to do actually matters. Um, then in doing so, we're able to set goals where we can uh, track our progress and look at results and you know see if we're optimizing and, and delivering return on investment so that's the first thing and the second thing is the integration uh, so uh, we like to say we're left brain. a purpose for all yeah. of this great work that you do absolutely um, and the second thing to that point is then the integration left brain right brain right. Um, so that uh, you'll see that a lot of people are really good at creative or design, making things beautiful, or that a lot of companies are good at you know more of the detailed campaigns. But putting them together is actually uh, complex because you have to have two different uh, sides of the brain and two different uh, capabilities working really well together. And you have to have the creatives um, thinking a little bit like developers or uh, a little bit uh, more on the content side or the campaign side and vice versa. Uh, so having those uh, two capabilities side by side working together really does make a difference. Yeah, for sure. I mean, having a hodgepodge of messages um, and really no thread that keeps one correlated with the other, you mm -hmm. know, it's, it's, it's not an easy you know, task to do. But specifically, um, I was looking through your website and, and in talking with you, you guys have done 500 plus client workshops since 2010. So take me through a story of like, 
you know, the most challenging client that you had, you know, hodgepodge, you know, of, of the past message, you know, as it relates to messaging and just really pulling it together and, and creating some aha moments for them. Yeah, great question. And uh, so I'll first talk a little bit about why we do the workshops and then give an example. Uh, So the workshops are really meant as a collaborative forum with the client to set a vision that um, makes sense and set a vision that may be different than was initially conceived of by the client. And then in terms of challenges, there's no shortage of challenging situations where we have to you know, really think differently in order to, to rise above the, the challenge. So who um, goes to these yeah, workshops? Great. Like when you, when you put out the message, like you know, the owners basically like, all right, David, so who do I invite? Yeah, great question. So on the client side it is typically the main marketing contact or whoever, you know, is responsible for marketing. And then we like to have key stakeholders. Uh, those key stakeholders, you know, sometimes rise all the way up to the CEO. It can include uh, folks who are more on the sales side of things. It can even include, uh, you know, operations because ultimately right. everybody touches the brand and everybody at the company is a part of the message. Uh, and by bringing in all those perspectives, we're able to get more ideas and also more buy-in. And so then uh, we've had workshops where we've had up to 40 or 50 people from the, the client um, attend. And we make them interactive and fun, and we put a lot of magic into them. You know, just pulling them together is probably the first time that, the, that they've ever been pulled together. Yeah. So just and, you know, and having that, that internal communication, you know, as one, I think is enormous. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, and so uh, to that point, usually what happens is uh, the, the the stakeholders that have attended, they leave the workshop feeling inspired and energized as to what's possible and with a whole series of new ideas about how they can talk about their uh, company different differently and how they can you know, maybe move forward and, and how they're operating every day. Yeah. I mean, just an example for us, we have a number of businesses. So our, our three businesses that we're in, um, the Ramos companies, one is a traditional real estate brokerage. Um, we help people buy and sell. Um, and under that, there's, you know, title insurance and mortgage and, and, and other services that help people buy and sell. And then we have the construction business, which we design and build and then we have a products company. So there's more and more of the folks that are on the team that are riding across each of the three businesses. So it could be finance, for example. Um, there's synergies there um, in marketing and obviously sales. There's, you know, we want to train the agents who are typically used to helping people buy and sell to go out and knock on doors and meet with people that potentially would want a a renovation. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times, I, you know, in my beginning years in this business, I would go into a home, walk through a home. And then the person is like, you know, walking me through, they're exhausted, just telling me all the things that they want done. And then their final statement is, is like, God, if you could only just find me a house um, that had all this, I would probably sell it. What do you think my house is worth? So when I look at real estate, you know, and talk about an aha moment, you know, when you have those continually you know, coming at you and they're saying the same thing because nobody really wants to go through a renovation, you know, unless they're like, we have to renovate because my street is great. And, you know, my kids have friends and, you know, we just love it here. You know, then obviously it's a good time to renovate. But for the most part, nobody wants to go through with their spouse, you know, with all the decisions that they have to make. And they're very busy, obviously. 
um, and go through a million different decisions and then take, you know, four to 10, 12 months, you know, to do it. So, but it's definitely interesting where, you know, you see, you know, from a digital marketing agency, really getting the internal communication as one. Um, and I think that's probably um, the most, you know, important piece. And even, um, and even in what you were just sharing, uh, you know, think about the, all the different uh, stakeholders you have internally as well as externally, right? So all of your customers. And so having your uh, team come together and think about your customers and, and think about the commonality and how they're serving the customers and having that, uh, you know, aha moment about the need and, and what sets you apart um, can be so powerful to unite your team. You know, I'm constantly looking at um, synergies with real estate agents. So if you look at the environment, and I'd love to get your opinion, if you look at the environment, it is, you know, heavily um, bombarded with digital, you know, so you have the Zillows of the world, you have Trulia, which is also owned by Zillow, you have um, Realtor.com, Redfin is another company that's more digital than than human. Um, and you know, the agents at the end of the day, you know, what they really are to do is they're consultants, you know, so a good agent, you know, stays with the client far longer than just the help with the buy or the sell, you know, so typically if you're helping them buy something and you've made a good impression, those people are calling you, you know, for consultation throughout their life in that home. Um, and a lot of agents like you know, selling people, for example, they like selling people in the two to three, $400,000 range because it's typically more of a starter home and they can be with them for the rest of their life, you know, if you will, you know, three, four, five homes from there. Um, but we were in a meeting the other day and we were talking about, you know, how the role of the agent is really, you know, gone full circle and it's really about consulting. Are there any industries that you see that's, you know, getting bombarded with digital? I mean, retail, I mean, I, yeah, it's just, so it's so, just so thought provoking. Yeah, so I'm gonna I would I'd love to touch on something you just said about consulting because it's it's funny you say that we actually uh, had a workshop internally earlier this year and we concluded the exact same thing in our industry in digital that as a services company it wasn't good enough to just execute you know the projects that we had to be consultative um, because it's those uh, insights and ideas as experts that really set you apart uh, so in the example you were just giving uh, your realtors um, because they live and breathe it they know so much more than than the home buyer or seller uh, so to have those insights and the pulse on the market and the pulse on uh, you know where things have been going and where they're going that's uh, invaluable and more that than you can you know get from simply uh, you know Zillow or Trulia or, or Realtor and of course there's tools rights estimate etc cetera, etc cetera. but having that real-time pulse uh, is, is so much more well great we're gonna um, take a quick break this is James Ramos I'm here with David Capisi from Spark Zoo and we'll be back after a few messages we're back this is James Ramos with the move with me radio show you can follow me at jamesramos.com or on Twitter at JRTPA I'm here with David Capisi David is the CEO from Spark Zoo, it's a digital integrated marketing firm that's located in Tampa, Florida. Specifically, it's on Harbor Island. Um, the last uh, little portion that we talked about was your workshops. And and one of the ahas is, is you know, talking about services companies and those individuals being consultative. So my big question to you is, is you know, you guys have grown um, to the tune of 350 
uh, percent over the past three years, which is tremendous. And the fact that I was born and raised in Tampa, there's nothing better than hearing things like that, um, especially you coming from New York. Um, I think it's fantastic. But how do you find the talent, David? I mean, it's like everybody's like, where do these young guys, you know, what are they doing? You know, I go to, you know, a breakfast place on Howard and it's like 10 o'clock, you know, eating breakfast. And there's all these people in flip flops and jeans and shorts and things like what are these people doing? And the apartments are so expensive. You know, so my big question to you is where are you finding this talent? Yeah, it's a great question, and it really has changed over the past few years. So, uh, if we look back a few years ago, uh, what was happening is that we were, you know, a small entrepreneurial startup, and we were creating a movement, and we were just creating excitement and, and trying to get, uh, you know, bright, aspiring, uh, you know, future uh, creative leaders onto our team. And many of those uh, team members uh, really came from the freelance uh, contractor network, right. uh, and and they would, you know, look at us and think that you know we were kind of an interesting fresh uh, company and as we've grown what's happened is we've started to create more structure and so now with that structure we have to have laser focus on who we're trying to hire in order to take us to the next level and so we're looking for a lot more advanced skills and when we do that uh, you know increasingly we're looking outside of uh, Tampa uh, to bring talent into uh, into Tampa so uh, I would say you know of the past 10 hires about half of them are from other places Wow um, from LA from New York from Utah um, and and uh, other places that's 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 awesome and then like are you using the typical headhunters or do you go through um, the websites Great question. Uh, so we have really focused on managing our brand as an employer, and so we our social, uh, you know, our social media is really strong, which actually is one of the places that um, you know oh, people wow. really look when, when they're thinking about uh, companies. And then we do use uh, LinkedIn and Indeed, uh, and and we just uh, really make sure we have a, a good, robust uh, set of candidates, and then we have a uh, pretty pretty sophisticated evaluation uh, approach. So your your integrated marketing is it sounds like it's not only for the business to business for people looking for an integrated marketing firm of course but it's also you know the I guess the you know what would you call it the tailwind of it is helping you also recruit better people by you telling the stories of the success. Yeah, for sure. That's increasingly been a, a big part of initiatives, even uh, you know, campaigns for clients to uh, define their employer value proposition and then to you know, make sure they're using the channels uh, appropriately for that. Yeah, so, so the whole idea of this relocation is very exciting to me, as you know, um, what I do. So when they come in, I mean, what level of consultative nature are you guys providing from a standpoint of, selling the city i mean you, you you're taking them out i mean where do you you know they come in for an interview and it's one night you put them up at a hotel you know you take them around i mean there's probably you're not taking them to a bowling alley i would imagine you know you're taking them somewhere fun yeah for sure so i'll, I'll give you some examples of uh, gasparilla maybe <laughs> oh yeah and and tampa has a lot to offer and uh, you know, there is a really strong perception of the city from from elsewhere. Obviously, you know, the sun, the weather, right. uh, the, the lifestyle is the very is very appealing. Um, but but there are uh, people who are actively looking to relocate here. And so um, when they're here, we do uh, make sure that uh, we 
you know, take them someplace nice for lunch or dinner or drinks. Uh, we like to take them around uh, to coffee shops and show them that there is that uh, coffee scene. Uh, we like to, you know, get them seeing Tampa Heights, where there's, you know, kind of the, the little bit more of the new hipster uh, scene. And uh, so we, we really take them around. We um, sometimes fly them in for where they, they come in for two days, and they might spend half a day or a day interviewing. And then the other day, uh, we give them suggestions of, of where to go. Um, so that way, they, they're already interested in Tampa, but we want them to fall in love with the city. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, so it's not just about, you know, what you guys do inside your walls. Um, but it's, you know, giving them the opportunity to see a great place where they can live. That's pretty fantastic. I mean, that's great. And, and what's, what's interesting is, is, you know, is to your point is, is you're building a really a core competency of recruiting. And it's so important because every business at the end of the day is people. And it doesn't matter how techie we are. It's still people that are at our core. And then the folks that you're pulling in, like the last 10, I mean, they are, they, when you say you're looking for specific, is it? Is it more along, you know, the, the old fashioned interviews when, when we were younger, it was about competencies, you know, versus skill sets and, you know, are they, do they have tenacity, resiliency? I mean, can they, you know, do they have some stories of times where they, you know, give me a time where, you know, you had a position that you were in and the rest of your group wanted to go one way and you convinced them to do otherwise. You know, is it things like that or is it more specific? So we've really advanced the, Tec the technical things, the approach that we've taken. So there's a Harvard study uh, that shows the traditional way of interviewing where it's just kind of informal. And, uh, you know, you go through the, the list of questions that seem right in, in the moment. Uh, doesn't really explain much about the likelihood of success because uh, we all have um, our inherent biases of, you know, when a, when a person shows up based on their resume and based on first impression. And so you spend a lot of time just reconfirming your first impression. And so instead we use structured interviews. Mm -hmm. So in structured interviews, um, and, and we uh, repeat them so that we have a common evaluation and also so that multiple people can do those structured interviews. So it is just what it sounds like, uh, where we have a series of questions um, that are meant to get at um, certain attributes. So we have uh, questions which for, for us are important of being able to, you know, think creatively off the cuff. So for example, at Spark Zoo, we call ourselves the zoo uh, and we like to have zoo themed, uh, you know, things. So is there animals and giraffes and stuff yeah, walking we have, around the office? We, well, they're not walking around, but we have our, you know, metal hippo and, you know, okay. things like that. Um, so I heard your office is pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, so we, which, which we, I'd love to talk about that. Yeah. Cool. So we uh, uh, were named one of the top 20 coolest office spaces in, in Tampa Bay. Very cool. That's awesome. So, so tell us, so, you know, these structured interviews, is it a group of questions that each person, so let's say there's four or five people and they're, they're asking a certain thing and it's specific to an area or does one person have an area, the other person has another one and another one and another one? Yeah, great question. So about half of our questions are, are for the whole agency and um, could be asked of anybody applying because they're um, really questions around judgment, how you work in a fast pace, how you um, rise above challenges, um, you know, thing, things like that. Um, then the other half of the questions are more for the specific role. So we have um, questions that really relate to, you know, walking us through, for example, you know, pieces of your portfolio that are most innovative or walking us through um, pieces of your portfolio where a client gave you 
feedback and uh, where you you know thought they may have been wrong, but then had to come to a new solution. Um, so we we ask a lot of situational questions. Very cool. And then what would you say um, your best advice for millennials today? Coming out of college, you know they've gotten those trophies for, as we all say, finishing in last place and. <laughs> <laughs> and all those good things that we like to rag on um, the millennials. But, you know, I found them to be very loyal and they're loyal to value. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, what is your advice? So I, I am originally from Philly and, uh, you know. Congrats. Thing, on yeah, the, thanks. On, so the, on the, the Eagles. The Eagles won stuff. the Super Bowl. And I think that um, part of the mentality was very much a, it's a little bit of a, you know, blue collar work hard uh, mentality yeah, built in. For sure. And I think that, um, it would be good for millennials just to have a healthy dose of that because so my advice is when you're young uh, you have all the energy in the world and all the potential in the world so to give that extra 10% to rise above everybody else because if you set yourself apart young it makes everything else easier later and I, I realize that uh, you know a lot of uh, millennials and people in general want work-life balance and I certainly you know encourage finding that that right amount of work-life balance but just to recognize that that um, there may be moments where it makes sense to give the extra 10% uh, so that you can truly be the best. Yeah, yeah. So how many employees do you have today? So we're at 25 going on 30. Nice. So you're hiring them in blocks of five. Yeah, and there's actually... That's, that's news to my ears, or that's, that's, a, that's a dream for us, you know, being in the real estate business. I mean, I love this city. I was born and raised here. I got an opportunity to live in New York like like you and, and move all around the country. And... Um, you know, it's been fantastic to see what the mayor's done um, and, you know, all the advancements in the city and all the fun stuff to do downtown and Harbor Island and, you know, what Vinick's doing. So it's amazing. The city yeah. is truly a buzz. Yeah, it's fantastic. So we're here with David Capisi. We're going to break after a few messages, but let me tell you a little bit about David. He's the CEO of SparkZoo. It's an Inc. 5000 digital agency based in Tampa. His website is sparkzoo.com and it's S P A R K xoo.com my name is james ramos i'm with the move with me radio show you can follow me at jamesramos.com or at twitter jrtpa instagram jrtpa uh, we'll be back after a few messages We're back. This is James Ramos with the Move With Me radio show. We're here with David Capisi. David is a digital marketing CEO. His company is SparkZoo. They're based in Tampa, Florida. So had a lot of great discussion, talked about various things of why he moved to Tampa, all the folks that he's hiring, what differentiates his organization at, at SparkZoo. One of the things that I thought was pretty interesting, I know, David, you have a little bit of roots in the real estate world. I'd like to talk about that. And then also your office has won um, some awards just your work environment is pretty amazing, I've heard. Yeah, we're really proud of our office space, which was named one of the 20 coolest office spaces in Tampa Bay. That's super cool. Thanks. So what, I mean, what makes it super cool? Well, we, uh, so about two and, and a half- I'd like to get pictures and put it on my website. Yeah, we're gonna do that. Yeah. So about uh, two and a half years ago, as we were growing, we set about to uh, craft a office space that really would be fitting for an up-and-coming digital agency. So we work with architects, we work with traction architecture, and we set the vision where we looked at a 
Google vision from Silicon Valley. We looked at the creative agency space in Brooklyn, and we looked at the um, London scene, including the Tate uh, Modern. And so we thought, you know, if we fuse all this together. Um, what is it that we would uh, have? So we have a um, bright, uh, open uh, space and uh, with heavy collaboration. And we have different zones for collaboration and then also uh, you know, office space that has a lot of glass and feels like it, it inspires like you. industrial chic. That's a good way of putting it. And so even to that point, uh, what we did is we exposed some of the walls with uh, block and uh, painted the ceiling white with the, the pipes exposed. So it's a modern industrial chic, like Very you say. Cool. And then we added in uh, wood accents. Uh, so we have uh, one of the collaborative zones has a really cool wood checkerboard checkerboard floor um, and then we have uh, you know pieces of, of uh, wood uh, just slotted in into you know select places throughout the office. So we talked earlier about um, you know the, the the structured interviews that you're bringing candidates in. What I thought was really interesting is is they come for two days, two or three days and then one day you allow them to go around the city of Tampa. Um, you had mentioned in the break here about the predictive index. So you're taking, um, you're evaluating the, the the candidates by way of their personality before they come to Tampa. Um, so it's you know you're 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 on the cutting edge of a lot of things. Absolutely. What we've learned is, of course, be, people being so important, we want to make the the best decision um, for you know the roles and for the growth of Sparksu, but also for our team. And so, the more we learn about uh, prospective hires, the more we understand how they uh, can fit into our growth plans and really set them up for success. Uh, there's another you know theory out there, Strengths Finders, which is that you should play to um, people's strengths. And really, you know, what our behavioral assessments, you know, through Predictive Index do is help us understand how people are naturally wired and how they uh, are most naturally um, you know, wired to succeed. And with that, um, we understand if they like to take charge or you know, be more collaborative. We, we get to understand if they're more extroverted and you know, really like to um, you know, create and share the story or if they are more behind the scenes. We get to understand you know, their pace and how much variety they prefer and also you know, how uh, structured or unstructured they are and so through all this we get a sense of um, you know how they um, you know could be best matched up to, to the roles and um, the parts of the organization they're growing so regardless of whether they're extroverted or introverted you made a decision to invest quite heavily in a very cool office yeah um, and it wasn't just to you know impress your clients it was it was about you know making a great work environment for um, the folks who help you be successful, your team. Absolutely. So if you think about it, uh, we spend more awake time in the office than we do at home. True. So that office is a really important place. And uh, we felt that, you know, the benefit and the return on, on investment really comes through uh, employee happiness and satisfaction. It comes out in inspiration so that our work is better. Uh, and it also comes out in, you know, the way that our team collaborates. And ultimately, you know, it's a big part of creating a healthy and growing organization. Yeah, I mean, you see like Google and, and stories of some of these larger media companies, uh, digital media companies, e, you know, uh, internet and things like that. They're, they're offering, you know, fantastic office spaces. They're, you know, free lunches and, 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 and things and dinners for that matter. Yeah. You know, if you work late, you get, you know, money to get a car service to drive home and things like that. I don't know if we need that in Tampa yet, but 
but um, it's definitely um, something to emulate. And what I, what I was talking to you earlier about is, is that there's more and more people that are coming in when they ask Ramos Design Build to design and build their home. They're giving more examples of, of not just um, other homes that they've been in and pictures that they've seen in magazines or on Howl's. Um, but they're also saying, hey, we were at this hotel, um, and even now so, um, whether it's a hotel lobby or things like that, but they're even talking about offices and, and, and environments that they really um, want their children and you know and the spouse to actually really enjoy in their spaces. Yeah, and we were talking earlier during the break, uh, I shared that we did a little bit of that with setting the vision for our space. Uh, so I like to travel a lot, and uh, at the time that we were setting the architectural vision, uh, I was uh, traveling at that time to uh, UAE, to uh, Abu Dhabi and Dubai, and the architecture out there is, is really cutting edge because, of course, they're building uh, like crazy. And uh, we looked at you know some of the modern spaces in hotels and, and other uh, office buildings and took just a ton of pictures and brought it back to the architects and you know pinned it up to, to look at how we can gain inspiration from that that's very cool so what what in particular is the most creative in your space uh, great question the most creative is really our nest area uh, so we call it the nest it's our wood floored um, collaborative space it has a whiteboard on one side that is of course you know built in onto the wall uh, which you can do getting you know whiteboard paint uh, and then we in that area have um, zones so we have a stand-up desk that uh, people gather around for collaborative sp for collaboration uh, we have um, our uh, chairs where it's like more uh, laid back space so that you can kind of sit and either sit on your own and, and just you know relax or um, you know sit with another person you know one-on-one -on -one. we also then have bean bags uh, and you know different uh, cushions so people can pull up and, and make themselves at home and of course we have cornhole for those who oh, cool. might need to take a break yeah I was gonna ask you if you had any video games or billiards table yeah, we've like had a, so cornhole's been our our game of choice. The mainstay, um, yeah, for sure. And it also then uh, comes as part of our happy hours, uh, so that you know, in between, uh, you know, the getting to know each other and uh, hanging out that's going on in the background. So, how specific are you with clients? Just changing gears here. So, the listeners out there, if they wanted to call you, um, is there a low, you know, number that you would you would particularly want, or a, or a target client um, all the way up? And, yeah. and is, there, is there a client that may be too big? Yeah, great question. So we have been increasingly working with uh, mid-market and, and larger clients and, you know, working with clients where, you know, their teams of, you know, 50, 100 plus, uh, and they're looking to take their marketing to the next level. Interesting. Are they mainly in Tampa Bay area or all over? So because of my roots being up in New York, when we started, we were 100% of our clients outside of Florida. Okay. And now we are 50-50. So we're 50% inside of Florida, which is mostly Tampa-based, and 50% outside of Florida. So we do have clients in uh, New York, uh, Chicago, uh, places like that. Are you seeing a shift um, of different types of industry coming into Tampa or into Florida, rather, um, more so than others? The tech world is definitely on fire here in Tampa, yeah. uh, and that's probably the biggest uh, change in growth engine. In addition, you know, areas like healthcare, you know, have traditionally been been pretty right. strong. Yeah, I see. You know, more and more healthcare. I think you know that'll be a huge mark for us. You know, Tampa General and all the accreditations that they have, and the great doctors that we have in the Tampa Bay area, with with camels down in downtown. I think all that stuff is is super. 
Yeah, and um, it's really great that uh, there are these industries besides tourism, right? So Tampa is, is truly uh, become a, a multidimensional city uh, where uh, there's so many different uh, entrepreneurs as well as growing businesses, and uh, you know we can all thrive together. Any particular places you like to to go to or send send folks to the must see places of Tampa Bay? Must-sees. So I am a, a coffee person, and uh, because of that, you know, I have definitely done my rotations through Buddy Brew, Foundation, uh, and uh, Kawa, as well as Indigo. Great, uh, great. So I want to give a shout-out to Indigo in, in downtown. And then, you know, newly minted Armature Works is is really awesome if you, you know, take, take yeah, your stroll fantastic. up the Riverwalk. Um, so I, I like to bike around, and, uh, you know, that's one of my favorites is to do the bike ride up to the end of the Riverwalk. And now there's a destination. Very cool. Well, I'm here with David Capisi from SparkZoo. It's a firm. It's a digital integrated marketing uh, firm that's based in Tampa Bay. Uh, their location is in Harbor Island. You can find them at SparkZoo.com. It's S-P-A-R-K-X-O-O.com. My name is James Ramos. We're ending the Move With Me radio show. I appreciate your time. Um, and you can follow me at jamesramos.com or on Twitter at JRTPA. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us today. If you missed all of the program or want to hear it again, listen to the podcast on jamesramos.com or on YouTube at Ramos Media Network. See you next week with Ramos Design Build, Tampa Bay's premier real estate design, build, and construction company. Homes are built to bring people together. It's the place that families gather to create memories that last a lifetime. With that in mind, you want a builder who requires a design to reflect your expectations. Ramos Design Build is that company. They understand this concept, offer a concierge level of service, ensuring that you are involved in every step of the design build process. Ramos Design Build integrates the latest in construction technology, building you a home that will last for generations. Ramos has a portfolio of satisfied clients from its decades of service in the Tampa Bay community. If you are looking for a luxury remodel, a home renovation, or a custom home built from the ground up, contact Ramos Design Build at RamosDesignBuild.com. That's RamosDesignBuild.com. Hi, my name is James Ramos. I am a licensed general contractor at Ramos Design Build. When someone asks why I do what I do, I am proud to say that I help bring families back to the table. And when you partner with Ramos, we make your family's home dreams a reality. Ramos Design Build, construction, development, and renovation. A legacy since 1956.